Welcome to another pointless podcast. Everything you never needed. Here are your hosts. Give them a hand. The co-creators of Landyland. Our favorite pair, Senora and Senora. It's Derek and Laura. On to the show. We'll talk about whatever we want. Let's go. Hi. Greeting. Oh, a bit louder, a bit closer to the mic, please. No, that's too close. Sorry. I heard your your beard rustle against the microphone. That was my stubble. It's my manly stubble. Your manly stubble, so manly. Um, hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm alright, thank you. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, nice. Derek. I'm doing good. pretty well. Good. Good. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Do you want to say hello to the people? I do want to say hello to the people. I want to say hello. Hi. Welcome back to another Pointless Podcast. I am your host, Laura Katie, of course, joined by... Will Ferrell. No, no, that's no. not who you are. No, Derek. Right. Your name's Derek Landy. Paul Rudd. Mm. The amazing thing about me is that I don't seem to age. <laughs> Everyone says it. I'm on a lot of magazine covers. People love me. Actually... You, Derek Landy, you you don't seem to age at all. That's true. Do you know why? Why? Go on. Because I have Paul Rudd stuck in my attic and I'm draining. (laughs) Oh no, poor Paul Rudd. That's not my fault. And you let him out every time he has to be in one of the uh, Avengers movies? Or any movie. Any movie. I'm very nice to him. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I just just drain his life force. He's got enough for both of us, so. Mm. Paul Rudd. Well, ready, ready, red. Um, I think we should leave that. We should stick a fork in that and call that conversation done. Hello. Um, instead, I'm going to say to you, Derek. Yes. How was your week? What did you do? Um. Well, I've been um continuing working. Can you hear that water? I can, but you won't be able to hear it once I've oh, okay. gotten rid of the background um, noise. Okay. Uh, I have been working on <gasps> kitty. The book. Um, you write books. Uh, I've been because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what it is the for us it is the twelfth uh, okay. for the good people back home. Listen to this. It will be the thirteenth onward. Um, well, so I've got until the seventh of January to get this book in, and I'm now at the stage where I'm going through it. Um, from the beginning, filling in all the blanks, and I'm I'm about thirty-two pages in. It's all going well. I'm just filling in the blanks, filling in the beginnings and the ends of chapters, linking up paragraphs that that um have big spaces between them. So yes, I've been doing that. I got my booster shot uh, this week. Woo! Take that, Omicron Percy I ate. So I am invulnerable to all harm. Yeah, and, and fire uh, apparently. Yeah, 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 I am. I am unflammable, which is not the same as inflammable. Is it not? No. Oh, what's the difference? They're, they're the opposite things. No flam. Okay. Inflammable is it can, you can go up in flames. No flammable means you can go up in flames. So does inflammable. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, my whole life's a lie. There you go. Jesus Christ. There you go. But now I am unflammable. You're unflammable. For the next 36 hours. Oh, no. 
yeah. you better get all the uh, fire walking in really quickly then. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, you got it done earlier in the week, so it would have worn off by now. Oh, no. I know. If, okay, if I burst into flame at any stage, you can blame... Omicron Percy I8. Omicron. Percy I8. <sighs> all hail Omicron. Our new <laughs> Decepticon master. I, for one, welcome, our uh, new overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you, Wobbler? What did you do today, this week? Today, specifically? No, well, because you did nothing today. What did you do uh, this week? Not true. Saw the nieces today. It was great fun. Thank you very much. Uh, this week, uh, well, my uh, my second novel came oh, out yes, this week. Of course, yes. Yes, the wicked one. The hit, wicked one. Uh, hit the uh, metaphorical shelves. And also some actual physical some shelves. actual physical shelves, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this week. Um, yeah, my it is a horror comedy about um, an antichrist, uh, the Antichrist, sorry, and a serial killer team up to save the world. Nice. From other bad guys. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I got my first reviews in today. Um, very chuffed. Yeah. People like it? Oh, no, they said it's the worst thing they've ever read. Oh dear. But they've already bought it, so and at least <laughs> it's a review. To be them. <laughs> it's a review. I mean, the thing is they can't leave anything below a one star. So boom. Mm. A star is endorsement. Well there you go. What's better than no stars one star? No, they've been very complimentary, so thank you very much. Um so yeah, and we had the launch party for it on Yes we did. It was on Instagram. It, it was, was chaos. Rocking. It was chaos. Lou is actually putting together a highlights reel. Of um, of the launch, excellent. Which I think will be funny because to me, honestly, the whole thing is a highlights reel. My life is a highlights reel. It really is. Your life is a blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anything more accurate um, in my life. I mean, just to you know, prove your point. Mm-hmm. Um, I got stuck in the UK last weekend. Yes. Um, I was meant to fly home on. I want to say the Monday, but the, the whole thing just kind of blurred. Um, went to check in for my flight in the middle of the night. Now I had I'd made all I'd, on I'd, the Friday on the no on the Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Um, and before I flew out to the UK, because I I, I, was, I was visiting friends and family. Before I went out there, I I checked on the Aer Lingus website. I checked on the gov.ie website. All the things that I needed. And it was, you know, it says to get into the UK, um, you know, you can have your antigen test. And as long as it's negative, you can get there. And then to get back, you can do your antigen test. As long as it's negative, you can get back to Ireland. And I was like, amazing, perfect. Because the antigen test, the one you can do at home, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm safe. I'm not bringing anything nasty home to my family or back to you. So I was like... You know, mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent. What yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I was checking in, yeah. um, new restrictions came in. They didn't think to tell anyone because Ireland is like, ooh, ooh, are we going to go into uh, a, a, Jesus Christ, Cap? Ireland's like, are we going to go into a little baby lockdown or are we not? No, we're going to keep you on your toes. Uh, so I was trying to check in and bearing in mind, I'd been at the pantomime in London with my mum. We had a great night. We had a, champ- a bottle of champagne each. It was very nice. So I was I was quite drunk. So not in the best frame of mind to do things. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and then Ireland was like, sorry, you can't come home. Sorry, you can't yes. come home. Because um, the restrictions could come in a few days earlier and um, no, 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 they came in that night before I tried to check in. And somebody because they um, checked in at midnight didn't understand all of them. That's what happened. You didn't understand all of them. No, that's not it. No, because the information I was given was incorrect. Because it's all it said was I needed an antigen test. But and then when you try and check in. An antigen test, yes, is fine, but it has to be administered by a professional. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gee, because, you know, there are these drive-in clinics that you can go to, but they're very hard to find and it's very hard to get an appointment and they're quite expensive, you know, for the pleasure of having someone stick a, a cotton swab up my nose. In fact, well, they didn't even do it. I had to do it. And I said to them, no, it has, it has to be professionally administered, otherwise they won't let me get on a plane. And they were like, oh, no, it counts if we watch you do it. There you go. Boom. And I was like, oh, I could have just, honestly, I could have just done a Zoom call with you. You could have watched me stick it up my nose at home. Yeah, this is getting weird now. <laughs> Context is everything. Uh-huh. Um, so I, middle of the night, 3 a.m., on the phone to Derek, bawling my eyes out. That was a fun way to not fall asleep. <laughs> and everything seems worse in the middle of the night, especially when you're a bit drunk. Or trying to get to sleep and your girlfriend won't get off the phone. Okay. Yeah. You're mean. I didn't realise though until Derek pointed out the next day. What was it I was doing? Um, in the middle of all the the sobbing. Sobbing and the trying to figure this out, there were there were bouts of hysterical giggling. <laughs> which um, which she can't remember apparently. That was when her other side took over. <laughs> that was when things got kind of a Joker-esque creepy. Wow. When you just heard this manic cackle down the phone. It also didn't help. Okay, so I forgot to take my um, antidepressant and anxiety medication to the UK. And I was like, oh, this is like, it's just a few days. I'll, I'll be idiot. fine with because I'm an idiot. Because I'll, I'll be fine without it. And then when I didn't know when I would get home. The thought of not knowing when I'd be able to have my medication again really stressed me out. So I was just spiraling more and more and more. I mean, we ended the phone call about four o'clock, at which point I, like a grown-up, went and crawled into bed with my mum. My dad always falls asleep on the sofa. Jesus, kitties, what are you doing? So yeah, I crawled into bed with my mum. And uh, I just, <laughs> I woke up, I was going, Mum, Mum. And she woke up went, what, what's, what's wrong? I just went, everything's terrible, mum! <laughs> Jesus, what's, what's wrong? Who's died? No one! <laughs> yes. I've just come here to be dramatic. But I got home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you got home on the Tuesday. Yeah. Because um, as it turned out, uh, there was a finding one of those centers where you... But I, I wouldn't have known about it until mm. my sister-in-law's mum... Yeah. Told me about it. Yeah, yeah. Big up, Lindsay. Thank um, you, Lindsay. So she just drove over there, um, did this test. It was all done, and a few hours later, she was on a plane. So, yeah, my life is a bloopers reel, and it, yours is a highlights reel. Yeah, well, except for that night, that was also kind of a blooper reel. That was kind <laughs> of a, my God. 
But then what did you do the next day? You called me. He said... I called you an idiot. <laughs> Derek called me just to I say... I don't remember this. Yeah, all right. Derek called uh, and said, Hi, I just wanted to call and say I miss you and I love you. Didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I think he might be mistaking me for somebody Paul else. Rudd. Paul Rudd. Did you just Rudd. put Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd on the Paul phone? Rudd. Damn, it, Paul <laughs> Rudd. Damn it, Paul Rudd. But thank you to all the people who were... Because I uploaded a series of very dramatic pictures of myself having a meltdown on my Snapchat and Instagram mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm, Twitter. Mm-hmm. So everyone who messaged me saying, are you okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm done being dramatic now, guys. Until the next time. Thank In which case I will you. be dramatic again. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so we had that. What, that's what you did. We had the book launch. Yeah. Um, Highs and lows right there. Did I even say what the name of my book was called? Yes. Did I? You said it was... Butthole. That, that's not what my book Revenge of the Buttholes. No, that's that, that'll be the sequel. The Butthole Strikes Back. <laughs> that's the last final installment. Empire of the Buttholes. No. Uh, the Wicked One. My book is called The Wicked One. Rise of the Planet of the Buttholes. Available worldwide on Amazon in both ebook and paperback formats. So there you go. Nice. Yeah? Nice. Yeah? Oh, our, uh, our producer, a.k.a. Sansa, has... Uh, Come to Paris a visit. Hello, dear. Sansa, do not bite my sleeve, please. Or the cables. Excellent. Uh, do no, you want to tell the good it. people at home what we're doing today? Yes. We are doing a thing where Jesus we Christ. talk about five other things that we have prepared ahead of time. Yeah, which I prepared quite ahead of time and when I we decided this is what we were also doing. Ahead of time. Derek prepared uh, three minutes before we turned the microphones on, as is his way. That's my style. So my original idea was we talk about our top five guilty pleasures of all time. Now, for me, that was really difficult because I have a lot of guilty pleasures, for so me, it, was it was hard to also narrow down. Alternative ways, I have none. No. I don't think you think of anything that you enjoy doing as guilty. If no. you enjoy doing it, you do it regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yeah, it's there's nothing that I'm embarrassed or... Oh, well, I'm not embarrassed by my like, guilty pleasures. Yeah. I'm just aware I shouldn't be doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, I really Ed, should probably be doing the laundry. Yeah, or- Jeffrey Dahmer said the same thing. Okay, gosh. Okay, can we not... Compare me to the guy that had relations with corpses and then ate them. That was Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not nice. That's not a kind thing to do. No. You need to, when you say things, you need to think about it. You know, is it kind? Is it helpful? Is it necessary? Is it funny? <laughs> Does it make me laugh? Me and no one else. It does. Brilliant. I will use it. <laughs> Um, like my yeah. guilty pleasures are, oh geez, I can't even think I put myself on the spot. Like, um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but out of context, it sounds terrible. Um, I was going to say gay erotica, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, in terms of, um, audio books that I listen to. Oh, yeah. Oh. I see. I listen to a lot of gay erotica audiobooks. Which what? Which is actually called Gerotica. Gerotica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But like, I, I would say that's a guilty pleasure because it's something I do when I know I should probably be doing something else, like work or something. Yeah, or, yeah. But I'm not embarrassed by it because no. I'm having a great time listening yeah. to voice actors get way too into it. Very, very much into it. They really, they, they go above and beyond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it where they really start to embellish and they start making noises that are not, obviously aren't in the the written script. It makes just it all more real. There was one guy, he um, started doing sound effects, like when it was like there was a knock at the door and then you could literally hear him on the table and it sounded like this. He went to the door, and I'm like, I <laughs> clip, don't clop, think this clip, is. Clop. I don't think he was you, a horsey. I don't think you just adding in sound effects. I think that's something. It's if not they a radio wanted, play. yeah, if they wanted that, they would add that in professionally afterwards. Mm. Mm. Um, so, because Derek couldn't think of any, you know, general life guilty pleasures, uh, we decided to do it in stories. So the, the 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 maybe the cliches, the tropes, or like the things that draw us into a story. Yes. So it it uh, morphed beyond the guilty pleasure, and just it became something I like to see in stories, mm-hmm. which is was easier for me to make a list of it. Yeah, mine's more still focusing on tropes that are my guilty pleasures. Give in. us your first one, Bob. Okay. Okay, I'll give you my first one. I have written them down on my phone, which I am now unlocking. I am opening my notes, and <sighs> off we go. Sorry okay. for the and I think we should... display of unprofessionalism. Carry on, Lola. I also think we should um, maybe give an example of a book that we've read or a story that we've read that has this. Or maybe a film that we've seen that has this, you know? Oh, yes, I'm sure that they will, that will come up in the conversation. Oh, Okay. I'm glad you're so sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my first one. Yes. Enemies to lovers. If a book if a book has enemies to lovers. Yes. I'm not yeah, I'm not even going to read the blurb. Now is this is this an, an extension of your fascination with a gay erotica? Okay, let's just stop right there. I don't have a fashion fascination i don't have a fascination with gay erotica love a deep abiding love love of gay erotica erotica you're making it sound like i have a, a fetish passion, uh, you're making it sound like i have some straight girl fetish on gay men but you're not straight i know but that's what it, you're making it sound like no i'm part of the lgbtq community and i like fiction that is set in the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. Yeah. So in this particular case, enemies to lovers. It doesn't have to be a gay thing. Is this um, uh, because not only have you been reading gay erotica, you've been reading just what could be described as romance. Yeah, I never thought I'd be someone that's into romance, and if so, things without like demons, without. Well, no, because elves or monsters. No, because the books I'm reading, uh, some of them are set in the real world. I'd say about half of them are set in the real world. Um, And half of them are set, you know, in fantasy worlds, you know. But in all of the books, apart from the audio books, in all of the physical books that I read, the main storyline isn't the, the romance. 
there's a mm. storyline and then the romance is weaved in and that's what I prefer because I don't think I could sit down and read something that is pure romance. Okay. Like, you know, Red, White and Royal Blue, it's, yeah, there's romance, but, and it is, you know, that's an example of enemies to lovers. Um, but the the whole idea is if if these two political worlds could combine and it's kind of about the most idealistic future, you know? Like, for example, in this book, the president is a female, um, a divorced woman um, with two uh, half-Mexican, half-American children. Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful world that would be to live in, you know? If someone like that could become president. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the on the other hand, you know, the son of um, sorry, the grandson, so the Prince of Wales, is gay, and about how nice it would be if the royal family could accept one of the princes if they came out as gay. Because we all want to think of Prince Charles getting it on. He's not one of the grandchildren. Anyone. He's yeah, one of the Prince of Wales, isn't he? Yeah, but I was thinking more like the grandkids, which would be uh... more Harry. William's age range. Nice. But not it's obviously not based on them. But yeah. yeah. So it's about these two political worlds combining and then the romance is weaved in. Do you think you can take the slurping out? Um, I'm gonna try like my best. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. Um yeah, no, and, and that is an enemies to lovers. And I just love it because I feel it's kinda like a buddy movie in a way. Yeah. Um and I love a buddy movie. Um, even Step Brothers, the movie, hmm. uh, is enemy. Well, not enemies to lovers, but it's enemies to friends. Yeah. Uh, I just love the. I love to watch the, the arc, you know, or to read, experience the arc. Uh, they did it in Captive Prince. I absolutely adored that trilogy. I just, yeah, I like watching characters react to new. Feeling new ways about each other. Yeah. I think it's intriguing. Well, um, my uh, fourth pick is the buddy movie. Um, so uh, that is now suddenly my first pick because it corresponds with yours. Okay. It, yeah, it, it's the... Um, I love a buddy movie. The, the, the people who don't get along forced to work together, uh, putting aside their differences, realizing they have more things in common than they 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 do things that separate them mm. they're uniting for under a common goal and um they eventually realize okay this other person this this cop this um usually in buddy movies it's cops um this is what is missing i'm this the straight-laced uh, by the book cop he's the maverick uh, loose cannon together we complement each other and we we um we strengthen mm. each other um and that's yeah that's a i mean you know they used to do it all the time back in the 80s you know every yeah every action movie was a buddy cop movie um i love buddy cop movies like a lethal weapon, the last Boy Scouts, um, 
What's that one recently that's got um, Will Ferrell in it? And is it the other guys? Yeah, the other guys. That was that was funny. The nice guys with. um, Oh yeah, that was funny uh, as well. uh, Ryan Gosling and um, then. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yes, I have seen Super that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Val uh, Kilmer played uh, the... A gay Perry. Gay, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, basically, any film written by Shane Black uh, <laughs> is is a buddy cop movie. And it's not only is, is it so rewarding to, to experience in a dramatic sense, but also it... it it's instant, instant uh, conflict, yeah, and instant drama. And the essence of drama is conflict. And when you have two polar opposites forced to work together, that's that is golden. If you can, if you can mind that in a story, then um, you're set. So yeah, and also the thing, like both with. Um enemies to lovers and with the buddy movie is that the real, the relationship is so fragile a lot of the time mm. and that it could so easily be tipped. And I think it's very interesting to have a story where the characters have to walk a very fine line, not to destroy yeah. everything they've achieved. Yeah. You know, and then obviously right before the final act, begins everything falls apart because of course it does because that's drama um and then boom i'll be when i'll be reading something i'll be like oh no i can feel it coming i can feel the the no 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 but i recently uh read a book where they didn't do that um and it was not i i really disliked the story because the characters got everything so easily and you think oh. that that's what you want the characters to have. You think, I just want them to have an easy life. I just want them to have a good life. But in reality, when they don't have anything to overcome or they don't face any drama, it's boring. Well, yeah. Well, that, that sucks. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, what? you were talking about forced proximity and that, mm-hmm. that's literally my second one. Go ahead. I love a book that has forced proximity on it. Like in it, you know, like two, and it's usually two people that can't stand each other and they have to spend an extended period of time together. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh my God. Um, so, there's a few audiobooks that I've been listening to, um, like uh, people getting snowed in together in a cabin. Two people that wouldn't normally and they end get up along. Eating each other. They end up. Um, they end up eating. Um, one, okay. Only one of them okay. gets eaten. Okay. Okay, people. Derek, move take along. your mind move along. out the gutter. Nothing to see here. Um, again, and it, it's it's just the, it's like people watching, and I, I think it's why people love reality TV. Apart from you, obviously, because you're a weirdo. It's why um, people like to to people watch, like spy on people, like. Oh no, not spy on like people. Like, drill a hole in your hotel room and... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, no. No, no, no. no, no don't no, get us no, cancelled. Please no, don't get us cancelled. We've, so We've just started. We've just started to do well. We've got like, listeners. Like, don't build get us a cabin in the woods. What? You no. drill a hole. To, no. no. Not that. No. No. Not that either. No. 
No. No. You work hard. You you save your money. You buy a bed and breakfast. You 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 drill a hole in the wall. You you you. I'm going to stop you there. No. Because I think that's no. what Michelle would want me to do. No, you, you, I think Michelle would want me to just say Derek shush, shush now. You don't shush. do that though. You know, you know. No, that's a lesson for all of you out there. You don't do, impart wisdom. Please. These are things you do not do. Please don't impart wisdom. Tell us what you do do. <laughs> do do do. do. <laughs> um. It, yeah, it's like the idea of like um reality TV or people watching. Just seeing what two people do when they are stuck somewhere together, see how they'll react, just see if they're volatile, mm. to see if it makes, if it brings them together or pushes them apart. I just think it's so interesting. Of course, if it's in a, if it's in like a, a, a book with a romantic theme, you know, you they're can be fairly love. certain they're going to fall in love. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, it's a cliche. Like it's passengers, like passengers. Yeah, yeah, that was yes. a good movie. Yeah, so. Do you want to give a rundown of that movie? Because you're way better at describing movies than I am. As we space. Oh, Jesus Christ! We open in space. Many years from now, maybe three, four years from now, um, there's a big ship. Jesus. In space, floating and flying through space. There's a lot of space. Okay, space I'm going to stop you there. All around. So though. basically, two people wake up on a spaceship. Two planets. They are the only, they're the only two people out of a few thousand that wake up, and they have the next eighty years together alone on the spaceship without anyone else. And because of the forced proximity of it, and that they are the only two people there, they fall in love. Space. Yeah. And something goes wrong with the ship, and they are it's. And people didn't like it because of the the choices that some of that one or two one of the characters made. Um, but that was the whole point of the movie. The, the whole point, point of the movie is that he made a, a bad choice. Was examining this choice he made, and I I, I would know. have I would have I, woken I think a few people up. I would have woken everyone don't, up. Don't, 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 don't spoil it, mate. It's been a few years. Don't spoil it. For it's been the a few people. years. Um, uh, yeah, I would have had a party. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit weird that you just chose the one person. I don't know. No, I, I don't think Well, then, because I feel like he's angling, like... Oh, well, he was. Well, yeah, that's what makes it a bit... I understand that. A bit ick. If you don't know what the movie is, then you're going, why don't you two finish a sentence? But um, watch the movie Sansa, and make up your can, own mind. Can you stop? Can you sit? Sansa, Sit. Sits, sits. Oh, very good. Good girl. Well done. Good. We have such a good producer. Um, my, Go on, what's your second one? My second um, thing that I like to see is uh, the final act defeat. Uh, it isn't actually the final act defeat. It, 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 it happens right before the final act. Um, right before. Is the, it after the point of no return? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, it's it's when things are looking their worst. Now I don't know why, but most of my my choices seems to stem from movies I watched in the eighties, action movies. Um, Jean Claude Van Damme was a Belgian, is a Belgian actor. <laughs> He's not anymore. Um, he changed nationality. 
Uh, he was um, a martial artist and a dreadful actor, but um, entertaining movies. Um, and uh, he was the master of the final act of feat when um, he... There are some actors, especially martial art um, uh, action stars of the 80s, who do who would not allow themselves to be seen to be beaten in a fight? Uh, Steven Seagal, I'm looking at you. Um, but wow, we're just calling out Steven yeah, Seagal. Yeah, don't care on this podcast. Don't well. care. Don't care. This is the um, official. Uh, uh, he, he, I hate Steven Seagal. No, no, I, I, I it's don't. It's like the I hate I, Rachel I, Green Club in France. I don't hate him. It's That's exactly just, what it is. Um, uh, but yeah, he he he's he's incapable of being beaten on screen, apparently. Um, but Jean Claude Van Damme was the best at being beaten on screen. He would get the tar kicked out of him, and right when you think he, that's it, he's done, he's not getting up again. He stands and he stands, and it's usually raining. And somehow, even though it's lashing rain, there is fire behind him. <laughs> and he stands and he stands into frame, right? So the camera is steady and he just stands up into frame. And usually he has one of his bare muscular shoulders um, right, calm down. above You've another. Got a girlfriend, in case you, you know, noticed. so he his his shoulders are slanted because he's been beaten and he's got blood all over and you he's are painting such a good picture. Yeah. And um he uh he he Why will he will defeat the bad guy with a split kick. Um because that's what he does. You know what this sounds a lot like? What? You know, keep you know, getting beaten and then standing up every single time. What? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. It sounds a lot like a um, uh, character I can uh, think of, maybe named uh, Valkyrie Kane. Frodo. What? what? Valkyrie, your character, Valkyrie. No, yeah. no, please don't play play with your noisy toy. Thank you. Yes. Um. See, these are the these are the the building blocks of Skullduggery. Um. You know. Or your favorite things in movies. Yeah. All these 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 um eighties tropes that. Uh, I adored. Yeah, you really are going hard for the eighties today. Mm, Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I okay. can't think of an example of the of that at all, what? apart from Valkyrie. The 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 final act of feed. Yeah. Mm. Especially because it's not the final act, you know, of Valkyrie as well, because she's getting kicked around the place literally the time. from page one to page yeah. five thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's grateful. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, okay, what's your third one? Okay, my third one, again, it it's kind of um, carry, it leads on from what we were just talking about. Um, I really like the um, the trope of there's only one bed. Oh, dear God. <laughs> how, how, how common is this trope? Um, it's more common than you'd think. In, a lot of right. a lot of um, hotels mm-hmm. uh, often make the wacky mistake of um, putting you know two people who aren't together. Oh my god! But who have a lot of chemistry and like sexual tension. Like maybe they're on a business trip and yeah. oh they they just can't stand they, each they, other. Yeah. And they're on, they have to go to a conference. And, yeah, and then they find out they have to share a room. They're like, for uh, God's sake, we have to share a room. And then they get there and it's one bed. And they're like, uh, hello, there's one bed. And they're like, right, well, one of us is going to have to sleep on the 
on the couch while I'm not sleeping on the couch. I can tell you that for free, sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not what these books sound like at all. <laughs> so what happens then? What happens? They usually end up sharing the bed. They share the bed. I know. And then, but they hate each other. I know, I know. And then get this, get this. How, how, okay, okay. I'm they suspending usually, my disbelief. Go they on. usually wake up in the night to a little bit of spooning. What? And sometimes the spooning leads to forking. <laughs> What about knifing? Oh, Jesus, no. No, no. No, no one gets stabbed. Wow. Not in any books I've read uh, where this happens. Wow. Um, yeah. They did it in books. a... They did it... It was done in a... Very subtly, actually, in a, a book... Subtle. Yeah, sounds it. Will you let me finish? Sorry, go on. You absolute chaos demon. Go ahead. Right. In a book by Annabeth Albert called Conventionally Yours, it's a very, very good... Um, it's kind of YA leaning onto it's. I feel like I can hear birds. Can I hear birds? Can That's you hear birds? The dog um, chewing and squeaking. Oh, okay. Like. Um, YA leaning into A. Into A. So yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Books, yeah. Um, and it's about these these guys. They're on. Uh, there's three three friends. Well, it's two friends and the one guy that they don't really like because he's. A bit standoffish, um, or that's at least what they think, and then they get to know him, and they realize he's a nice guy. Okay, okay, um, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are on a tour of tour, different yeah. um, stops on like a gaming um, okay, okay, tournament. Okay, nice. Yeah. And each yeah. m- each motel they stop at, they stop at a motel, and you know, motel you get one room, you get two twin beds. No, no, no. So. Um, it was a. It but was there's a, three of them. I know. So it was a case of um, the two guys that were friends would take Share one bed, bed, and then okay. the guy who they didn't really like would end up taking the other, the other bed on yeah. his own. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to spoil the story, but then later on, it just comes down to like one of the guys and the guy that is a bit standoffish. And then because they're on their own for the rest of the tour, and they start becoming friends, and then a bit more, they get to. One motel room, mm-hmm. thinking that mm-hmm. the usual there's going to be the two beds. Mm-hmm. There's just the one bed, and they're like, "Uh oh, scaredios! Guess we're going to have to share a bed." And it's going to be weird because we've started getting closer, and then we almost kissed that one time when we were looking at the stars. I don't know why we'd look at the stars. That's like such a weirdly romantic thing to do between just two platonic bros who. You know, we're not even sure if we're actually friends. But, I mean, so it's going to be weird sharing mm-hmm. a bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's Who knows what could happen? Always what happened with me and my buds. You and your buds. Yeah. It's weird when we have to share beds. You and Morgan share a bed, do you? If, we ha- if we're at a hotel. I feel hotel like you... And- like you snore really loudly, and oh, I that's get the... a lie. Shush, it's not. That's and I get lie. the impression Morgan snores as well, so I don't think... Well, we would... If that were the case, which it isn't, We'd balance each other out. That's not how sound works. You don't. <laughs> it just makes me think would, of Homer Simpson it going. Oh, it's a noise war you want, huh? <laughs> I, I'm no, that's sure not how I'm sound right. works. I'm pretty sure I might. No. They cancel. Uh, like one. Okay, you go where? Uh, and if I go at the exact same pitch, yeah. Where? Uh, okay. Uh, now we do it at the same time, and the people at home. Will not hear anything right, because okay, my then, voice will cancel out your voice. Ready? Three, two, one. Wah. 
Okay, so you didn't... See, I thought you weren't going to make a noise as a joke, and then I wasn't going to make a noise, and we were going to pretend that it worked. It was a scientific (laughs) experiment that you just messed up. Okay, ready? No, they're not going to believe us. So, let's just move on. That's just embarrassing (sighs) for you. Yeah. So, so far, I've done Enemies to Lovers, Forced Proximity, and There's Only One Bed. Um... And my one is final act defeat, um, the buddy movie. Uh, let's go with the final girl. <gasps> you final love girl. a final girl. I love final girls. Usually, you find them in horror, horror movies. Um, increasingly in horror. You're quite uh, partial, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Big, big fan from from Nancy Thompson um, to. Uh, and just say. For the good people oh, at home who may not see, yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a Marilyn something I don't or know, other. Um, what's her name? Marilyn or what was the actress named Marilyn? I don't know what the actress's name. Um, then you have Halloween, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode. Um, you have a uh, Nev Campbell in Scream. Um, you have Ripley in Aliens. What about uh, Friday the 13th? Who's that? Uh, Adrian King or Adrian King. Right. Um, Who's your favourite final girl? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Laurie Strode? Um, no. Oh, no. you surprised me. Good sir. Um, I... Like I like what they're doing with with Laurie Strode in the later Halloween movies with the older Ed Jamie Lee Curtis. I hate it, but, but go on. I like uh, Nancy Thompson in Nightmare on Elm Street because I think she is uh, she is exactly what we think of as the final girl now. As in, she's normal. She's completely. Er- Every day, her friends start getting killed. She's targeted by the killer, and she turns the table. She fights back. And mostly, like, the problem with Halloween is that um, the first time that uh, Laurie is attacked, that's it. That's the start of the uh, final chase, the final, you know. Mm. So she never gets the chance to regroup and think about it and and fight back the 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 first thing she knows that you know of her friends getting killed she's being attacked whereas nancy can see it happening she is figuring out the mystery she turns the table she researches how to set booby traps in her home she lays all kinds of traps she figures out how to drag the killer out of the dream world into the real world. I think she... It's a one-woman show, really. Yeah. She... she Heather is um, our... is what we have come to think of the final girl. Um, it, and she has led then to Nev Campbell in Scream, you know, who... Sydney Prescott. Yeah. She's my favorite final girl. Who has, um, who the movie, she goes through it, the original Scream, she watches her friends die, and again, it's a mystery. She's 
uh, figuring it out. And um, then as the series progresses, she becomes more and more um, uh, capable. Uh, I love that she just can't escape it. No matter what she does, she just gets dragged back into it. Yeah. I feel like that's a true final girl. Yeah. It's yeah. always going to come back to get you. Yeah. You yeah. can never really... Yeah, escape. You can never rest yeah, easy. Because the killer and, is always going to return. Which is what, you know, Grady Hendrix gets out in his, in his book... Uh, final girl support group hmm. you really like that didn't you yes. i liked that yes. you liked it more than me yes yes i rated it as four stars on goodreads i rated it as 400 stars you on, don't have a good goodreads on, account on do you? great reads oh wow yeah um so I, yeah 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 i yeah. i do like the final girl you do like a final girl okay wobbles what's your next one uh i'll let you know once i've unlocked my phone and opened my notes page again uh my fourth one okay I can already tell you're just going to roll your eyes. Okay. Okay. Commence pre-roll. Go. Okay. Fake dating. Well, you could probably hear that at home, listeners. <sighs> I don't know how you didn't sprain something. Fake dating. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Well, it's, uh, it's exactly what it says on the tin, my love. Okay. Let me guess. Yeah. Go on. Two people. Yeah. Who don't like each other. Yeah. Are Forced through circumstances beyond their control, not to mention not beyond, always beyond logic. Uh, not always forced to pretend that they are dating. Yes, like, uh, um, come on, you can. There's do this. possibly a lot of of rom coms like this where people are forced to pretend. Um, I I think there's might be something with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, some the proposal is that maybe it? yes. Yeah. yeah, I've not seen that. I'm not. As, nah. Yeah, I'm not, much of, a, I'm not much of a rom com movie person. Um, um, like the first example that comes to mind with, for me is Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so two guys who don't particularly like each other, but they're in the same friendship group um luke needs uh, a date for a respectable date for a work function that he has coming up and oliver needs oh god it's quite a while that i read this he oh he needs um a new hands someone <laughs> no he's no, okay. no he's all right with that okay. uh he needs a, a a boyfriend who is gonna act as a bit of a buffer uh, between him and his snobby family members at his dad's, I think it's like his dad's birthday or retirement, a family thing that he's got coming up. Mm -hmm. So Luke really needs a respectable boyfriend and Oliver needs a boyfriend who's got a bit of like grit to him, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and they, yeah, they realize, listen, you're the exact thing I need. I'm the exact thing you need. We'll do the fake relationship up until we've both got what we want out of it. Then we'll go our separate ways. And what happens? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, what? They start catching feels. They catch feels? They catch all the feels for each other. But I like that because... I, I don't understand the world anymore. I like watching characters who... Watching them figure out how to pretend to like each other and then try and distinguish it from when they actually start to like each other. 
I think it's very interesting. I see. You, I think you look like you disagree. No, 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 no. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't agree or disagree. It's... I think it's interesting to see where those lines like cross over. Hmm. You know, how do you and I? Dog, really? I think it's interesting to see. Okay, when did this stop being fake, and when did this start being real? Hmm. You know, and then all the little little things that you might do for someone in a fake relationship because you know you're putting on a show that you might not, the characters might not necessarily do in a real relationship, and then kind of thinking, well, why would I not do that? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, thank you, Doug. You are now taking my hand. Alexis Hall does. Uh, he does. A, he does brilliant um, fake dating. Hmm. Alexis Hall does brilliant everything. I, He's I'm, a wonderful writer. I'm trying to think of of an equivalent in something I watched or read, and I cannot think of an example of how that would. Um, what about a fake friendship? That's, I don't really. I I, have, I don't remember reading or watching. No. Um, Red, white, and royal blue has fake friendship in it. My life has enough fake friendships, Baba. Wow. Wow. It's got exactly zero. <laughs> and that's enough for me. Thank you very much. You know when when um when all this degree stuff started, and um suddenly I. I had money, and um, I was in the papers. You have money? Uh, You've keeping that a secret. Um, my aunties all pretty much had cornered me one family get-together, and they uh, warned me to look out for the gold diggers. <laughs> and I swear to God, ever since then, I've been searching for the gold diggers. <laughs> uh, and they, where are they? I, honestly, God, I expected them to just like crawl out of the woodwork, and they didn't. And it was so disappointing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, oh. it was. It, it sucked. When we first got together, I think a lot of people thought I was a gold digger because there is the age gap between us. There's 19 years between us. There is 19 years between us. Yeah, um, that's a long time. I don't think so. There's 12 years between my mum and dad, which I realise is less time. Um, yes, it is, actually. But, but, thanks. <laughs> but because I've grown up seeing that, it doesn't feel like a big deal to me. Does it feel like a big deal to you? Uh, 19 years um, is a big deal. Uh, in a, really? In an abstract way. Uh, personally, it doesn't because you then, you, you then apply that to our real life. But in an abstract Sounds way... Sounds certain. No, no, darling. You go, cheapers. 19 years. Seriously. Then you go, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think a lot of people thought I was the gold digger. Um, yeah. But I was just with you for the free food, so. It's not not gold digging. It's No, no, darling. You can't have that toy. It's too loud. Pizza okay? digging. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pizza digger. If you can provide me with free pizza, I'm probably going to move in. Okay, my number four. Go on. My number four. Hi. Um, so. So if it seems like there was a sudden cut and a jump there, 
basically what happened is we kept talking we kept talking for another 20 minutes um while my phone decided to cut out so we were gonna do our top five you know book movie tropes things things that draw us in Uh but and technically we did and we did but you weren't here for the last two, which is a shame because you missed a lot of talk about gay sailors. Oh my god, they missed the whole gay. They sailor missed the thing. whole gay sailor. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I mean, if you dear. want us to talk about gay sailors, oh god, in a no. future podcast, do let us know because we did have a very interesting conversation about that. But uh, but yeah, basically that was twenty minutes ago, and and we, we are both we are absolutely wrecked. beat, and also. I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want to repeat myself either. You just repeated me, though. I didn't repeat myself, though, did I? You did there. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Do you want to fight? Oh, I'm too tired. Don't fight me. <gasps> Giddy, Jesus. I just saw a flash of black and white. Um, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, that is, I, but I'm going to choose not to be annoyed by it. I'm going to choose to be annoyed by it. But I'm I w- so mad right you now. You know what? Uh, instead of talking about... Our last two ones. Let's just say what they were. Okay. So my fourth one, my fourth um, uh, trope, cliche, guilty pleasure that I look for in a book or a story uh, is fake dating. Wait, no. Did we just talk about that? You know, I don't know where it cut off. (laughs) But my fourth one was fake dating. And uh, my fifth one was the virgin hero coming back from... War and I don't and that know, got us into the gay sailor story. I I don't know which ones I stopped. I think I just talked about the fake dating. I don't know if you got around to yours. Your fourth one. Okay. Uh, well, my fourth one I think was um, a good guy becoming bad. Yeah. And my fifth one was um, the stranger arriving into town uh, and suddenly. Um, getting into a whole heap of trouble. And a whole mess of trouble. Ending up uh, saving a family, a farmstead, the entire town. Usually usually a Western. Um, and there you go. Absolutely gutted. That's all oh, that, that is. I'm that is so very annoying. upset. And uh, also, I, I think, sweetie, it's fair to say that we were hilarious. We were. Like, it, the last 20 minutes... Possibly, were the best, the funniest twenty minutes yeah. ever put on a podcast. And I thought it was really great how you how you told everyone how the Skullduggery series two ends. Yeah, I th- I just thought thought it was important that you know, and we're you answered all, all those questions the, like yeah, you know, uh, that never got answered. Uh, did he have a son or daughter? You know, yeah. what was his wife's name? Um, what is his um, true name? His own true name. Uh, what was he? What did he look like? Even yeah. So I, I think it's really nice that you did mortal? answer those questions, but unfortunately, yeah. because it's not recording, um, we'll never know. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, oh that, and that's you fun me- as well. Yeah, and you mentioned. Um, oh, you revealed what Skate Grace's power was. Oh man. Oh God. Oh, there was so, so much good annoying. content in there, that's but we'll never so get around to it now. We'll never get around to it. Oh, well. Well, I mean, if you would like to hear us talk about gay sailors in the future because you missed out the first time around, um, do let us know. We are going to go now because it's the middle of the night. Yeah. We're knackered. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hungry. I'm, I'm a bit I'm hungry. Really, I don't want you to 
just going to have an apple. I think I'm just going to have a donut. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Why would you buy me donuts if you're going to guilt trip me about eating my donuts? Well, I mean, it's almost one o'clock. You know what? Well, no, now I'm not going to have it. No, I'm not going to have a donut now. No. Whatever you want. I'm not going to have anything. Your body right now is saying, I want a donut. And you have to listen to your body. Yeah, also. It might keep you up, though. Yeah, probably. But you're so tired that it probably won't. You'll probably crash. Also, a sugar high. I got my period as well, so. So you so want weird things at weird times. Yeah. Is needed. But you're right. If I have a donut, I won't be able to sleep. I do feel like we need less judgment from you, though, when I want a donut in the middle of the night. No. Like, as my life partner, as the love of my life, I'm going to need less judgment either. from you on my food choices. Okay. How about you shut the hell up? <laughs> okay. How about, how about, wow. How'd you like them apples? I don't. I don't like them apples at all. Well, they're better than a donut at one o'clock in the morning. Are you going to cut up an apple? Uh, Will you cut up an apple for me as well? No. Oh, okay. Right, well, you guys really missed out on a lot of interesting stuff, so I am sorry, but yeah. uh, we do have to go. Thank you so much for listening. I had fun. Derek, did you have fun? I definitely had fun in those 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Those fabled, mysterious, long-lost 20 minutes of yeah. genius. Yeah. So good. No one will ever know what was said. Only we will know. Yeah. Great that, isn't it? Kind of heartbreaking. But also amusing. So until the next time, guys, do remember to stay sexy. And put your pants up. Uh, what? Put, put their pants up. Um, I mean, it's pretty important. Why are their pants down? That's not for us to judge. No, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't so, be judging why people yeah. haven't got their pants up. But put um, your pants up. Yeah. no one will take you seriously. Exactly. Your pants are around your ankles. Exactly. And you might get arrested. Um, so see you next you time. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Pants. Bye.